you the real MVP. Blocked by James. I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. He's on fire. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Hoop. My name is Brian Stevens. I am the number one stunner. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Uh, for the second time, not much, not much. False start. Not, am I talking too loud again? No, you're good. You, you sound perfect. We just had a false right. start before. Okay, yeah, well... Good thing it only lasted for like 15 seconds. Jay got super excited, super excited. But usually that's as long as it lasts anyway, so, I mean, you can't complain. Um, <laughs> Actually, I should have, when, when we stopped before, I should have given you this, uh, I should have gave you a, te- t- a tutorial on that microphone. You have to be really careful touching the table or anything around it because it's super sensitive. The mic that Jay usually uses here in the studio is like you gotta like get right up on that mother and just like yell into it for it to work. But I sent him home with a mic that's like way better and way more uh, sensitive. So you gotta be super cognitive of like I, I, what you're doing. I got the good mic now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Jay, so how um how was how was your viewing experience last night uh, of the game? You, you were you at the uh, restaurant eating when, and watching the game? Yeah, so I watched uh, the first the first uh, two quarters at the restaurant, and I couldn't hear anything. I could just watch the game, and then it only took me about ten minutes to get home. And then when I got home, I watched the uh, second half at home, and it was it was good. It was a good game. And how was the food? The food is amazing, as always. The yeah. best tacos in the city, or at least one of the best tacos. Where where is this at? Maybe we can get a um we can get a, a sponsor. A plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agave and Rye. It's okay. in Oakley. Agave and Rye in Oakley, Cincinnati. So if you're ever in Cincinnati, check out Agave and Rye and then um Agave and Rye, hey, uh, why don't you sponsor the podcast for us? That would be uh, be nifty. All right. All right. If they give me one taco, I'd be down. There you go. Right, exactly. One, one taco. One like taco. Three or one, four bucks. <laughs> one taco. I'll take a taco for free. Yeah. I'll mention them every podcast for, for one taco. Just for like one taco forever or one for, taco every week? For one taco forever. It'd be oh worth my. it. God, you're a cheap date, man. Wouldn't it be worth it though if you just said, just mention their name every episode for the rest of your life. You get one taco whenever you want it. Oh, whenever I want it? No, just one taco. One no, singular taco. No, I don't think it's worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Two, the game... ta- two tacos. It's on the table, but one. No. <laughs> <laughs> two tacos. Okay. Uh, so the game last night was pretty interesting. Um, even though I would say that the Suns had it in the bag the whole time, um, were you surprised to see Giannis out on the court? Uh, I was because about six hours before the game. They said he was highly doubtful for the game. And then as time went by, it was like a game-time decision. And before that, they said like there was a 50% chance, and then he was out there. And, I mean, honestly, he looked he looked slow. And you could tell that the injury was nagging at him, but it wasn't truly affecting him. So I think he was at about, if I had to guess, he was about 80, 80, 80. No, I'd say about 80%. Would be my guess. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. I uh, to me, it looked like the only thing that really affected him was on the defensive end. Like offensively, I mean, he only took eleven shots, and 
you know that that's kind of like uh but you to me i really saw it on the defensive end because he wasn't as impactful as he normally is yeah but he wasn't as explosive either on yeah. offense yeah that's true so um which kind of scares me because they didn't give him that much rest between the last series and the first game of the finals and then tomorrow i mean he's gonna be playing again so i mean how much can you really heal when you're you know you play a full nba game and then you get 48 hours of rest and then you're back at it so i mean i think he's going to be the same thursday as he was tuesday as far as progress on on his knee yeah i think in my opinion they maybe should have just rested him this game like just because if you give him that extra day rest, it ends up being two days extra rest and almost three because they don't play till nine. So I, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I, it, it's easy to say that now because they lost the game. Right. But I, I don't know. It's going to be tough for them to win in Phoenix right now, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't like how the game went. Well, I, I don't care really who wins, but as, as for the Bucks, just they they just could never get it together it, it seemed like the suns had it like you said the entire game like they they were in control of the game the whole time and they could kind of score at will and i don't know it just it looked like a mismatch to me yeah we talked a lot about um the bench play um for the bucks and how that would come in to play and you know Portis was a negative 10 and Forbes was a negative one. Connaughton was a plus one or sorry, a plus two and Teague was a plus one, but Connaughton played 28 minutes. Now the starters were all negatives except for Giannis was a plus one when he was on the court. Um, Lopez was a minus 17. And to me, that was kind of the big difference is, is his minutes because Booker and Paul abused him on the defensive end. Like just like any time they got a switch, it seemed like they scored. Oh yeah. And on the flip side of that though, he outside of, of Middleton who really didn't score until the third quarter. He had a pretty good third and fourth fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, the first half and, and a lot of the third quarter, Brooke Lopez was their offense. I mean, he was the only one hitting any shots right. until Middleton kind of came alive. So it was kind of like, okay, we take Lopez off. No one is scoring. We're getting killed on the boards. I mean, DeAndre Ayton had 17 – or sorry, 19 boards, and 17 of them were defensive boards. So they just weren't getting secondhand shots. You know, anytime uh, a shot went up, it was going into Ayton. He was rebounding the ball. You, I just feel like you gotta have Lopez out there, but you gotta figure out a way to protect him from Booker and and Paul abusing him. Now, now here's let me hear. This is my this is my thinking, and I, I want your input on this. So, in my opinion, Giannis and Lopez have to be on the court at the same time because Giannis can be a rim protector anytime they switch, um, and he has and Lopez has to guard Paul or. Um, or uh, Booker, he can overplay their shot and let them get to the basket as long as Giannis is playing help defense because he can he's he can protect the rim, and it's not like Chris Paul is going to dunk on somebody. Booker might, but Paul's not going to. So instead of letting him get to a spot and you worried about the drive, you overplay with Lopez and allow Giannis to protect the rim. But that means is though is when Lopez or Giannis. Or whenever Lopez is on the court, Giannis has to be on the court. So if you take 
Giannis off the court, Lopez has to come off the court too. And your only other big man then is Portis, um, unless yeah. they decide to play uh, um, um, uh, Giannis's brother, which I don't think that's going to happen. But they don't have any other bigs besides Portis. Yeah, but in the fourth quarter, they went small, and they had Giannis at the, at the five, and they went on a, a run, and they were within five or seven points with seven minutes left. And that was the only time I thought they had a chance of winning the game. Yeah. And, and Brooke Lopez, they just completely took Brooke, Brooke Lopez out of out of the uh, the lineup and, and had Giannis playing the five. So, I mean, they, they, I mean, they seem pretty – I mean, I don't know if you could do that, for, obviously, for four quarters, but – that was that was kind of a good switch up in the fourth quarter to come back because at that point they were down, they were down at least twenty. Yeah, I think it was twenty seven. Yeah, seventeen or twenty. So you're right. They did make a little run when they went small, and I did. I definitely liked that switch. I just it it really relied heavily on at that point Middleton carrying the offensive load and um, hitting threes. Yeah, he hit a ton of threes. I think he hit four threes in that in that in that third quarter fourth quarter stretch. Um. I mean, outside outside of of Middleton and um, Lopez, the rest of the team um, shot pretty decent from three. Connaughton had two threes. Forbes had two threes. Teague had a three. Porter's had a three. Uh, Giannis had a three. Tucker had a three. Drew Holiday struggled mightily. Um, he was four for fourteen and over four from three. But yeah. they shot the ball pretty decently, especially from three. They shot forty four percent from three. Um, which is sad, and they still couldn't win. Yeah, I know. Um, now and a lot they're of, not going to get much better than that. A so. lot, of, a lot of people. What did you feel about the whistles? Because a lot of people were talking about the foul calling, and that um, you know that was kind of the difference, honestly, in the game. Phoenix was twenty-five of twenty-six from the free throw line. I thought and, they went perfect. Uh, they missed the last one. Jay Crowder missed the last one. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And um, the Bucks were nine for sixteen from from the three point line or from the free throw line. Um. Giannis had Honestly, five. It seems like. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt you. No, I just said Giannis had five misses. Yeah, but, but so so how many free throws did Giannis have though? He was seven for twelve, which is okay. that's you'll which take is that. not bad. No, you'll yeah, take that's that. Not bad. Um, but he was really the only one shooting free throws. I mean, Lopez was zero for two. Holiday was two for two. Everyone else was a big offer. I don't know. I felt like the. I just felt like the Suns. I don't think that necessarily the refs decided the game but i do think that there was a lot heavier whistle uh on the bucks than there was the suns does that seem like a lot of free throws for a finals game because you, you got to kind of let them play it's a good like... question i think it's about right i think the 26 is about right 16 is kind of low they only shot two free four th- they shot four free throws in the first half so 12 of those were in the second half uh, you see that a lot of times in the finals, though, where one team um, just gets the calls and the other team doesn't, especially when they're home, one team's home. And I don't think it's necessarily like the league is trying to do something. I'm not saying I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but especially the first game of the series, it's just there's a lot of influence going on. There seemed to be a lot of a lot of just of a lot of physicality that was getting away with on one end and not the other. That's just my opinion. And I don't have a dog in this in this hunt, right? Right. I mean, it could be the fans as well. Like, uh, yep, the ref might be afraid—not afraid, obviously—but you know, they don't want to call something that's kind of, uh, you know, on the border or something for a home team or a, an away right. team when when they're playing in Phoenix or whatnot. I don't I know. Agree, it yeah. could be that, but I don't. No, you're right. I think you're right. I, the, the thing is, though, is like if you take out the free throws, 
This game is really close. They shot virtually the same from the field. Um, you know, I mentioned that they were getting killed on the boards, but honestly, I think that yeah, yeah, the 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 Bucks won the rebound battle. Um, they they out rebounded the Suns forty seven to forty three. Right. Um, so I I mean I I. I don't think that the Bucks are out of the series. I'm. I still contend that this could go seven, and I think it's a coin flip. No, I, I agree with you. It just, it really felt like Phoenix just had had the game the, the whole time. They were controlling the pace, and uh, that's just the way I felt. Like they could just score at will, and I don't know. I, I still think it goes seven too, but six or seven, I would say. But I still give it to. I still give it to the Suns. Yeah, I agree. Also, there is this little stat that's been floating around. Chris Paul, um, prior to the playoffs, the last three years, had scored over 30 points three times. In the last three games, he scored over 30 points. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, so at, I mean, maybe he's just in the zone and he's like, I'm not losing this title. This is going to be mine. Or maybe it's kind of fluky that he's hitting all these shots and shooting – 75% from the field and 60% from three. It could, well, I mean, he's hurt right now. He's got two jacked up hands and who knows about his shoulder, but it could be that he's always hurt in the playoffs. Yeah. That's yeah. why he doesn't score. Yeah, exactly. He's feel, you know, he's feeling it this year, even though he is injured, he's not seriously injured. I will, I, I do want to point out too, the bench for, um, for Phoenix, played extremely well campaign and cam johnson both had 10 points and cam johnson had some really big defensive plays down the stretch um and hit uh, a couple big threes um but i still think they can play better i don't know if you saw Saric is out for the playoffs he tore his ACL. yeah which i don't know that that's a big loss necessarily for them i mean obviously he played 10 minutes a game and he could he's more of a scorer than anything um, but I don't think that that really kills them. Oh, no. I mean, you don't want to see him get hurt, but I, I don't think that has any bearing on the outcome, really. So let's talk a little bit about game two. What do you, what do you, what do you, would you like to see from the Bucks that can that could change the game for them? I mean, honestly, if Giannis is at 100%, I'm not, you know, I'm not asking every game for him to put up 30, 35, 40 points, but I just feel like, when he's at a hundred percent, well, actually, I don't, because I, I almost feel like for what was it a uh, game uh, when they were playing the Hawks game five and six when he was out, uh, I feel like the rest of the team was more more in the flow with things or whatever. And when when he's on the court, obviously he's the best player on the court, but I feel like it it I don't know if it like hit the shooters like Middleton and Holiday or whatnot when he's on the floor they're afraid to take shots or they don't they don't perform as well, but it's it's almost like a hit or miss when uh when he you know with both of them but they both seemed to play well when he wasn't on the floor against the hawks i don't know if that was a fluke or not but i think if Giannis is 100 percent instead of 80 in my opinion then i mean that's a big a big sway for the bucks i totally agree yeah i think that's a good the thing with Giannis, and again i can't it, he he does cause issues for he causes issues for his own team offensively because he is if he's not dominating in the paint and he's having to take jump shots it kills like 
almost all of their momentum, it seems like, a lot of times, because yeah. they end up sitting around watching him dribble the ball and shoot bad jump shots. But on the defensive end, when he's healthy, I just feel like he makes such a big... You know, this is a guy who was defensive player of the year not too long ago, right? Yeah. Like, he is a monster on defense, and um, especially when in terms of helping and recovering, I mean, and blocking shots and just... He's so long and tall, he can alter shots. And I really, I mean... I, they've got to do something with Aiton because I know Booker and Paul kind of both went off, but honestly, to me, Aiton was the the story of the game. Dude put up twenty and nineteen, just no. They basically didn't contest any of his shots. He just got lots of lobs and dunks, and well, I think the pick and roll was lethal. Yeah, that, I mean, that, I mean, they they couldn't do anything. They could have just kept kept going over and over and over, and I don't think the Bucks were going to pick up on it. Again, that kind of goes to coaching too. Is like Budenholz has. He, I'm glad he made the adjustment going small because I agree with you. That was probably we're probably going to see that lineup more this game just because I think it's like their only answer really. Um, but I, I'm, I you you got to be able to stop the pick and roll. I mean, this is NBA offense. That's like the number one play that 90% of teams run, right? Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I st- I think Phoenix probably wins game two, um, but I think there's still hope for Milwaukee in this series. So I mean that means you think Milwaukee's going to go back and then win two straight in Milwaukee? I mean th- that would be my prediction now. Like I said, I think it's going seven. I think the Phoenix I think Phoenix wins in seven. So I think it's I think the home teams probably it goes, you know. Home, 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 home. Like they all win their home games, uh, and the Bucks truly are just a different team at home. They really are. Yeah, you could say that about a lot of teams, though. Um, I don't know. No, you're right. But the the thing is, in this playoffs, the Bucks have only lost one game at home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, you're right. You could say that about a lot of a lot of teams. I mean, Denver was that way. But there's been a lot of teams that have done really, really well on the road. Phoenix is one of them. Um, you know the Clippers play better on the road than they did at home. Um, I mean, I just the the Bucks have just they've just been a di- literally a different team, especially the role players. Like the only game they lost was that game to the Nets at at home, and that's when everybody you know thought, oh, you know the Nets are going to win the series because they won that game. But the Bucks haven't lost since, and that's the only game they've lost at home. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough road for any of these teams. Let me say this. I do think that if either of the teams take a road game, it puts them in a favorable position. So if the Bucks end up winning game two, that that might be a good, good sign for them. That might swing the series a little bit. I kind of think the Bucks are, are going to win game two. I don't really have a rhyme or reason. I just kind of kind of have a feeling. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you're going you're going Bucks game two. I don't think it's going to be by a landslide, but I do think they're going to win game two. And then and we'll go from there, but I think then it would be in Milwaukee. I think Phoenix is going to take one of two out of those. And then, so pretty much the same, they'll be at two and two. And then after that, I have no idea after that. We'll have to see who gets hurt or, or you know, how things mm-hmm. are going. But that yeah. would be my prediction. Interesting. Okay. I don't, I mean, I like it. I like I like what you're I pick I'm picking up what you're putting down. So in your mind is so far I know this is only game one, but we're doing this we're gonna do this game by game. Uh, it, who's your MVP so far of game one? Chris Paul. Chris Paul, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that third quarter was pretty insane, wasn't it? I mean, like, he literally... I mean, they. it seemed like there was a chance that the Bucks could get back, and I think they got it down to, like, five or six, and then he just scored, like, nine straight points. Well, what's crazy is he had 32 points in three quarters. He didn't <laughs> score in the first quarter. Right, that's right, he didn't. I, I, for, I totally forgot about that. Um, and, and Booker kind of went off in the first quarter. He he's, yeah. he he had a really really awesome uh, first quarter, and he he honestly didn't play well the rest of the of of the game. I mean, he had some time. He had a big three there in the fourth to kind of. I think it, they had got it down to nine, and I think it pushed it back to twelve or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah, I think um, I think you might be right. I think you might be right uh, about game two. Now that I think, I don't know. I I a lot of people were you know. Like, oh, man, this is exactly what we expected. But Giannis just didn't look right. Obviously, we know he's hurt. But I just – it gave me more confidence, honestly, in the Bucks than I expected. What, that he was playing 80% and they were – they kind of stayed in the game? Yeah, I mean, it it really did – like, nobody nobody for the Bucks played extremely well, like, all around. Like, you know, Lopez was good on the offensive end, terrible on the defensive end. Middleton – had a decent game defensively. I was going to say, yeah, Middleton's probably the, the most rounded out of all of them. Yeah, but Pretty even then, one. he struggled most of the game until that stretch where he kind of brought him back, right. you know. So but That's when you want him to score. No, you're right, uh-huh. but, I mean, you would like for him to at least, I mean, it would be nice for him to carry the load most of the game. Like, he's not that type of player, though. That's why, I mean, we talked about this many times. Like, they need Giannis and Middleton to, to be good. Right to win. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It can't be. It can't be one or the other. So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts on game one and game two? I mean, I just I hope game two is better than game one. Yeah. Well, it it, it started out as a fun game, but I I mean, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, I kind of was like, eh, this game I think is over. Well, that's when it got close, though. So in the third quarter, it, it looked like it was over. But then in the fourth quarter, the Bucks went on like a 13-point run. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But again, I just never – honestly, I never felt like – I never felt like that they had a chance. Like, I don't know. It just felt like the, the Suns could score anytime they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the Bucks are supposed to have, like, one of the best defenses in, in the NBA. And I don't know. Yeah, they've been, they've been exploited a lot. I think it I, again. I think it has to do with matchups, and um, I think that the Suns are just super athletic, man, and they have a lot of guys who can make shots. That's not a, that's the thing that's like not talked about as much. I, I think is you look at these two teams, and I'm confident that there's at least five players on five or six players on the Suns that can get their own shot or get to the bucket. Whereas on the Bucks, there's like maybe three, four that you're super I'm, confident in. I mean, honestly, I'm only confident in three, but not even confident. I mean, two, honestly. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I you think mean, you're right. You pieces that can score, it can go off, but like, are you really gonna are you gonna rely on Brooke Lopez to carry the load for a seven game series? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I that's true. Yeah, and. Bryn I mean, Forbes has to be open, or at least yeah, he can't. He he has to be set up. Like if he, if he gets an open shot, that's one thing, but he can't shoot off the dribble. It seems like. Yeah. 
And Drew, I don't know. He can get to the bucket, but I don't know. I just I'm always like holding my breath anytime he <laughs> he handles the ball. Yeah, yeah. I just I just think if if Gian, I mean Giannis is gonna I mean he's gonna have those games hurt or not where he's just unstoppable and he's you know he's the defining factor in the game and he's gonna do that a couple times at least. So if the rest of the, the Bucks can if they can pull a game or two then then they have a chance but yeah i agree okay well anything else you want to say or we can close up this uh mini-sode uh, yeah this mini-sode uh it'll be a lot cooler if the game if the games are a little more competitive if game two is a little more competitive then we'll have more to talk about but i mean it wasn't a blowout but pretty much it was a blowout um, yeah F- phoenix was in control the whole game and i mean it's cool to see. i mean if the suns win that's that's cool i just i, I kind of want to see good basketball just seven close games and you know just i don't know hopefully yeah, it's better than this yeah you never like i said you never felt like the game was out of control for phoenix like it always just seemed like they were in front like the whole race you know what i mean like just constantly uh bucks the bucks are constantly playing catch up and i'm with you and that's like not exactly super fun to watch um you know that third quarter was fun. You mentioned like the third quarter was fun, and then parts of the fourth quarter. But I just kept finally, I just kept thinking like, man, there just is, there's like no time left. Like it just every time there was a run, it just seemed like it was stopped. So um, definitely, definitely looking forward to game two. Um, I think we're gonna see much better basketball. I think we're gonna see um, a closer game for sure. I think it could even even go to overtime. And you and you're picking the Bucks. Is that right? Picking the Bucks, yeah. All right, I'm gonna stick with the Suns. Uh, my theory of all the home team wins every game. We'll see if that works. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I will say the uh, the uh, Chris Paul's uh, crossover on on Portis oh. was was sick. <laughs> that he thought he was gonna shoot it, and he just uh, it was that was sick. That was it. probably the pl- play of the game. Giannis had a nice uh, block, chase down block. Yeah, but. That move on Portis, that was kind of like the highlight of the game because it was like pretty much was like a microcosm of the game. Like this is what Chris Paul has been doing to everyone the whole game. It was sick. That that was a polite way of saying F you. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean – they were just shitting on him, honestly. <laughs> I, I felt bad for Portis, though. It's like, you're asking Bobby Portis, who is probably uh, yeah. the worst defender in on both teams, probably. I mean, maybe. Maybe Brent Forbes, but he, it's up there, right? And you're like, he's got to guard Chris Paul. Oh, that was nasty. That They can't afford to have that happen much. But, but he, he was guarding uh, Booker, and Booker couldn't get around him. And he just kept trying to drive. He kept trying to drive, and he couldn't get around him. And then he and then he did just like a like a mid range fadeaway or something like that and scored, but he couldn't get around him. So you know, but I mean, that was one possession. Honestly, though, you know what? That's one thing that I've noticed about Booker is Booker doesn't seem to have lateral quickness. No, even in that, like he would get switched onto Lopez a lot of the times. He was just doing the step back jumper, like, and he was hitting it obviously. But no, it's it's weird. Like it doesn't seem like he is very good at taking players off the dribble and like getting to the bucket. Like, no, he's not. Which I mean, it's kind of weird because he seems super athletic. Yeah, I mean, but he's he's a little taller too. But yeah, I guess, I guess that doesn't matter necessarily. But I don't know. I mean, and he, he definitely can jump. I mean, he's got hops, but I oh mean, yeah, 
it, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I, it's funny you said that because I I was thinking that too. Like when Portis was guarding him, I'm like, oh my god, he's about to get torched. But it, he didn't. I mean, Portis kind of just bodied him up, and he tried to like put his shoulder in and like go through him, and that obviously didn't work. So, so he couldn't guard Chris Paul. So they're like, just get on Booker. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, jeez. That is funny. But that is funny. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the Bucks for you. That's right. the depth. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and and that's why I don't think they're going to win the series. Yeah, I agree. It's just they like they have to win those those bench minutes, and it just doesn't seem possible. It just really doesn't. That I, I mean, it's crazy to think like they added Tucker. They added um, Drew Holiday, and I know they traded Eric Bledsoe, but whatever. They, I mean, they just, but they didn't. They never added any depth to the team. Like they added right. players, but can you imagine if they wouldn't have signed PJ Tucker in the middle of the year? Like, yeah, what, yeah. like it's crazy. But they don't really, they don't really have the money or assets. Like they don't have, they don't have any draft picks. Really, they don't. Not, obviously, not now, but they, I mean, they don't have. They can't bring on. I mean, who are they? Who are they going to surround Giannis and, and everybody with? Like, who could, who could they have brought in? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there there isn't a whole lot. Honestly, you're right. I mean, I think they, you know, they did pull out a miracle in getting Tucker, and uh, I I don't know. That's a good point. I don't. I really don't know. I mean, they don't. Ha- they have. Uh, we're kind of going off on a sidetrack, but it's okay. We, you know, when we look at the Bucks roster, and yeah, they drafted Middleton. Yes, they drafted Connaughton, and. They drafted uh, Giannis, obviously, but their drafts have not went well. Like they right. they haven't drafted well, and the play like they drafted Malcolm Brogdon, but they let him go. They never they didn't try to resign him. Yeah. Um. Like they just haven't done a good job uh, in probably the last three or four years of of drafting, and that's why it's kind of surprising that they have been so good. Obviously, it just shows how good Giannis is because they just they've done a really bad job of drafting and. They've had to go into the veteran heap and pull out the Brooke Lopez's and the BJ Tucker's, and they luckily traded. I, I I still can't believe Eric Bledsoe got traded for Drew Holiday. Uh, I mean, not that Drew's been great; he's still good. He's better than Bledsoe, but it's just insane that New Orleans made that trade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're kind of stuck. So, especially I don't know about their contract situation next year, but I'm pretty sure uh, all their players are under contract next year. As far as their high salary players, yeah. Um, Giannis middle. Well, Giannis has got a contract coming up, right? Um, I thought he already signed the supermax. Uh, he might be right. I can't remember. I'm trying to think. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. I yeah. was trying. Do you do you know the the uh, difference in bench points for the game, like Suns versus Buck? Yeah, I um, hold on. I I can pull that up. It it was it was a lot closer than you think, um, but again, a lot of that had to do with the, like the last couple minutes because you had the you know everybody pulling their their bench players and um, but the uh, let's see the Bucks had twenty two points off the bench and the Suns had twenty two points off the bench. Hmm. Um, but like I said, that you, Connaughton also played 28 minutes, which was a lot, right? I mean, he, he was scored eight, he only scored eight points. He was their leading bench scorer, though. Yeah. And, and Giannis did sign a five-year, 228 million. Yeah. Okay. Contract. There so. you go. Um. So he signed, 
Middleton signed a max a couple years ago, right? And um, pretty sure Drew's locked in. So they wouldn't have traded for him if he wasn't locked in for at least another year. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Let's see. Drew's got Drew's thirty, and he's got uh, he's signed until well he's. Let's see. I think he's got a player option for next year, but he's gonna take that. It's twenty six million dollars next year. He's not gonna decline right. that option. So he'll be a free agent after next year. Um, PJ Tucker is the only one that's not signed. Yeah, yeah, and they have. Um, I'm trying to see how much cap they have, how much cap room they have. Um, it doesn't look like they have ton of cap room for next year either not no, they can go out and no they don't yeah <laughs> and it's not it's not the the type of franchise that can you know pay over the salary and right afford penalties and yep exactly so, I mean, they got to win this year or next year but yeah like, this is this is their opportunity if they're gonna do it they um they are hard capped so that means they can only go over the cap to sign a mid-level exception or their own players so they can't go out and finagle a free agent i mean they could move players i guess but i don't it's i don't know yeah they're it's not it's not looking good no nope. they have right now um they have the 22nd highest salary like not the so the highest is golden state at so when i say the highest it's the 30th it counts from 30th to first right so yeah. they're 22nd um highest in the league, which would be, I guess, eighth. So the eighth most. Um, interesting enough, um, the Knicks and OKC have the most salary cap available. Why is, why is that surprising? I just figured the Knicks have a higher salary cap, but I guess all their players are young, with the exception of Randall. Like, yeah. all their players are, like, on rookie contracts or, you know, mid-level. Yeah, I mean the Knicks. I mean, there's just not enough, or there's not any available free agents besides Kawhi. I guess, I, yeah, I guess that's why everybody's like Kawhi to the Knicks, and it's because like they're the only one that has any cap space. <laughs> like, right, yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. We don't have to worry about about that. But yeah. all right, man. But, I th- anything else you want to say? I think that's about it. Just um, game two. I'm calling Bucks. You're calling Suns. Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Sun, you're going. Bucks. Lay your bets down now. Whoever you think uh, is right, and uh, share share your winnings with us. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Only if you only if you win. Only if we you win. We don't want to pay. Yeah, we don't want to play or pay your losses. So. Um and uh, if uh, if Jay if you if Jay is right and the Bucks win, uh, he will um, show you his giant hog, right? And yeah. I, well, don't quit. You gotta quit telling people that. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're all you're, ru- you're ruining the birthday surprise. So <laughs> you're you're always riding it around town, man. You're always showing it off. It's a nice little bike you got there. I, I don't show it off. I just have to put it to either one side or the other and strap it up. <laughs> I think we're talking about two different hogs, man. Yeah, I'm talking about my leg. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about your motorcycle. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's huge, isn't it? It is. It's a huge, nice bike. <laughs> All right, and, th- and that does it for two guys, <laughs> one hoop. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> woo woo.